Black House Whiskey Club podcast. We're here with the legend, uh, the master distiller of uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company, Steve Nally. Thanks for uh, having us in today. It's been a pleasure talking to you about hunting, and I've learned uh, more in the last uh, hour about uh, making whiskey and the history of whiskey and everything else than I ever have in all the old places that we've gone, so I appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming down. I've enjoyed this morning as well. You know, it's it's very exciting to have somebody come in with your interest and be able to show them through and explain what's going on and what's happening here at Barstown Bourbon. Yeah, so you you came here. They were they they started. They did contract distilling for a while, but but before that, let's go back to when you you first started working at Maker's Mark. You were right out of high school. Is that correct? That's correct. I was, uh, started Maker's Mark in 1972. Graduated from high school in 68, you know, thought I wanted to go into another profession, farming, and found out a few years later that that wasn't a good choice. I was born and raised right next to Maker's Mark property, so I went down there merely looking for a job. Uh, In May of that year, they hired me. I went in actually growing yeast. That was one of the, the first jobs I had there. Uh, during the next 17 years, I worked every job at the distillery from janitor to night watchman to warehouse supervisor to bottling assistant supervisor, mechanic. You know, any job that was there, I actually performed it while I was there. Uh, in 1988, they asked me to become master distiller. So that was to oversee all the production of the process of the facility. So I stayed there until 2003, uh, semi retired. Um, you know, it was a, a great venture. I think that at Maker's Mark, my time was spent learning the precision of developing and making a recipe. You know, yeah. they had one recipe, one product is all they had. So I had to concentrate on that solely. Um, in 2007, I went to Wyoming Whiskey and started that project. Uh, there was three lawyers in Jackson, Wyoming that wanted to build a distillery, so they hired me to come out, oversee the building and development of the product, get the product distilled, aged, and on the market. So I oversaw that product, and in 2013, uh, Peter Lofton approached me with the idea of he wanted to build a distillery uh, somewhere in Kentucky, and I came on board with them in uh, 2000, late 13, early 14, we bought this property as 100 acres and started the building process, laid the grounds out. Uh, we built the building to eventually grow to six and a half, seven million proof gallons. We started out at 1.5 million. And during the building process, you know, we got the, the, approach from other consumers or not other consumers other producers that were either could not find aged product or did not have the distilling capability to produce their product that wanted to have product made for them so that's kind of when we started developing the customized process of doing custom production not just contract production but custom production and that takes it from making a product and you as a customer just getting what you get to putting in your input exactly what you want. And you can actually come down and work alongside my operators to produce that product. So that grew by the time we started production in 2016. In September, we had actually sold about 90% of our capabilities at that time. 
uh, we kept about 10 to 15 percent of it for ourselves for our future brands um, that demand kept growing during that next year so june of 2017 we doubled we went to three million proof gallons again that was driven by the custom production that we had demand for uh, it didn't even stop there the next june we doubled again we went to 6.8 almost 7 million proof gallons and we now have about 24 customers over 40 recipes that we do on a quarterly basis so we produce anything from a low wheat uh, 39% wheat recipe a low rye recipe all the way up to a 95 rye whiskey recipe so you know we do a broad spectrum we've even tried some single malts we've got some of that in barrel storage some rye you know straight rye um, we just tried a little bit of everything in the whiskey and bourbon category and when does it when do you hit a, a point where the because right now we're in a boom as you know in the whiskey industry when when does it become a point to where you're producing a lot and then there's a fallout you've I mean, a lot of those customers have gone, and you've built all this in this real estate to produce all this much. Uh, I don't think anybody really knows right now. I mean, you know, if we had known as an industry 10 years ago what was coming, we would have been producing twice as much 10, 15 years ago. So nobody really knows, you know, all the forecasts and outlooks on the horizon is that we have not near reached our, our full potential. Uh, in both production and demand for it you know we've got foreign countries that are coming into into the scheme of things or the the demand right now that if they come on board we need twice what we've got so you know it it's anybody's guess i mean you know if the bottom does fall out of it all i can say is we've got a bunch of happy kentuckians (laughs) because right now we've got about 1.5 barrel of whiskey aging as there are residents in the state so every person here man woman child has one and a half barrels there you go that's awesome now did your parents have any background in making alcohol or anything were you the first generation distiller that came out I'm the first generation of distillers that came out of my family, you know, and as I said earlier, it's coincidental that, you know, I went down there looking for a job. You know, I had no idea it was going to turn into the profession it has. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and, and sticking with the job for as long as you did. I mean, working some of those jobs that probably weren't the most fun uh, compared to what you're doing now or compared to the other some other jobs, and but yet you stuck with it. Did you ever have, if you were to do something else, what do you see yourself being? As I said earlier, you know, to start out with, I thought I wanted to farm. And I found out that was a little bit of a bad choice. You either go big or go out. Um, I don't really know of any other occupation or job that that seems exciting to me. You know, the distilling industry, it's been something I've always enjoyed going into. Even when I was at Makers Young and, you know, didn't understand all the reasoning behind some of the the formalities of it or the process of it you know uh, it was still exciting to do Hmm. and i think i didn't change jobs because i didn't like what i was doing i changed jobs because it's exciting to see what was going on on the other side of the fence you know to see what the the warehouse was doing or to see what maintenance was doing just to kind of get a feel of well this is what it takes to keep the whole operation together and i think that's part of the the formality that's really driven me to you know, when I went to Wyoming, I got the chance to really be on my own 
and you know kind of put out what I thought I knew and I thought I was away from everybody that they wouldn't know what was going on but that wasn't true yeah. I, everybody knew exactly what I was doing yeah. <coughs> excuse me yeah but uh, you know it's just those parts of it that has guided me to to stay in the industry you know during the 80s when the slump was in alcohol brown spirits you know I actually was laid off for a few weeks because there was distillers that thought they were going out of business you know the demand was gone they had product they didn't know what this got to do with so you know nobody knew you know we keep I keep thinking that that's going to happen again but with all the forecast out, I don't think I'll see it. Yeah, well, and going through the distillery here and, and doing the tour, uh, you're, there's so much innovation involved. So you can't, you're, you're still constantly learning. It's not just the same old thing that you've been doing forever, which has got to be fun as well, because there's still innovation and technology making things easier, but yet it's still the same. You know, there's still a product that's getting put out, but you're still learning how to do it in many different ways, whether clients have different ways of doing things. That's still got to be fun for you then. Well, it is, and you know, a lot of the the initial process is still the same. You know, you're still grinding grains, you're still converting starches to sugar, you're still fermenting, you're still distilling. You know, that part of it is still the same. And this end of it, with our custom production, if we didn't have the uh, modern ways of keeping records, of of tracking fermentations, of tracking distillation. We, we could not survive 40-plus mash bills. You know, you have to have that to, for one, to keep history on them. If, you know, if something comes up it's not exactly right, I can look back and know what not to do the next time. And, you know, that precision helps to get through the mass, you know, production that we're doing and the mass recipes. The only other one I know of that's close to what we do is, is another distillery that does about five or six recipes and that's all they do so you know it's it's totally different here and you know the customers we deal with you know some of them are so big and so precise that they teach us things you know of of doing different processes different parts of it some of them come in they know virtually nothing about it so we work with them to to get them to the point that they want to be at you know, every one of these we've got to remember is a product that we're developing a profile for their product. You know, we're trying to replicate what they've already got on the market. Mm-hmm. So that part of it is really challenging yeah. for us. And there's so many points of parts of the process that we can change to develop that particular profile that, you know, it, it keeps us really working at it and, and trying to, prefer, pro, you know, get precisely exactly what we want. Yeah, that that would be really difficult to do, but I'm sure they've got some help. They've got at least a jump start on how to do it. But refining your tools and equipment is is that the challenging part? Uh, to some extent, yes. Uh, it's uh, uh, we could take the same recipe and change the condenser temperature, for instance. That would change the parts of the flavor of the product. Uh, we can change the yeast that we use. That changes parts of the process, mm-hmm. part of the flavor profile. So there are so many things that can be changed that can make your product different from the next person's. just having the same recipe but getting a different product out of it. Yeah. So what are, what's some of the, the milestones you still see yourself in this and in, in doing this in this industry? Do you still see this thing growing? Do you still 
do you ever plan on leaving? Do you ever plan on having your own things come out? I mean, what 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 are some goals you'd still like to reach? I think maybe to have my own products come out would be one goal uh, that I'd like to reach. Uh, I think just keep having fun, you know, keep yeah. enjoying what I'm doing, and you know, it, it seems like things change no matter what I whether I want them to or not. Yeah. You know, there's there's always a change in process, and kind of go with it. You know, don't don't fight it or don't say I can't do it or I don't want to do it. Go with it, try it, and we do experimentations here all the time, and that's part of the the good of of this company is that we are allowed to experiment. You know, we did a a 35% wheat recipe that the owners didn't even know we were doing until it was done. We told them it was there, and they were fine with it. You know, they're okay with us experimenting and coming up with that next big product. That's cool. Now, if you were to give, you know, some some small, you know, a distiller, craft distillery, a smaller, you know, business owner, distillery owner, some advice when they're first starting, some stuff that you've learned, what what's some of that that you would tell them? Really to develop your business plan very, very precisely for at least five years out and preferably eight to ten years out. You know, to make sure that you're covered capital for one. You know, there's a lot of people that get in trouble that get in year four, five, and six, and they find out they're out of capital. And to do to overcome that, you release product early or you try to do something to the product to hasten the the maturity maturation of it so that's one thing and you know to just go into it you know thinking that i've got to wait a while you know i can't put this product out tomorrow i've got to wait a while now if you're doing a vodka or gin or something that's different but you know to do a good quality bourbon there really has not been anything i've seen that's hastened the the maturity or the maturation of it yeah so what about how many what's the suitable amount of products you think a brand should have that they should concentrate on just one i don't think it hurts to experiment you know with more than one i think you need to come out with the idea of one or two you know to have a, a basis but you know if you want to do some finishes or something you know go into that and you know but again do it right don't don't halfway do it yeah and you know uh, develop a primary rather than a whole um, network of, of products because a lot of times if you de- develop networks then you've got a small facility that's not making a lot of juice anyway and you're trying to divide that up into 10 12 different products you're going to run short for everything yeah yeah and it ends up coming back down to capital right i mean that's exactly it's right. an expensive operation the small and big i mean it just gets more and more and more expensive the bigger you get obviously but it, it's it's incredible how much money it costs well, it is, and, you know, the, the smaller outfit sm- costs more to produce a gallon of product than a bigger one does naturally because the equipment is, is proportionate. So, you know, if you start out small, you've got to figure a little higher cost of production. And if you start bigger, then you've got to figure out a bigger capital outlay. So it's, it's all relevant. It's you the know, business plan. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's where you come back to your business plan and, you know, don't shortcut it. You know, don't go into it with half a million or a million dollars think I can do it because that's not near enough for almost any operation requires more than that. Yeah, because there's something like 2,000 distilleries right now in the in the country. The last I heard, there's there's about 2,000 micro or small distilleries in the country that's 
you know, some are really struggling, some are doing okay, and I think it all reverts back to the business plan they came out with, the product that they're making, and the way they're letting it mature. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a day when um, we see the, the, who's the winners out of all these things. But uh, you know, you guys got a heck of a, a team here. I've been treated nothing but but awesome around here with the, with everybody and Herb introducing us. Um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. You 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 break things down very simply, uh, Steve. Like to make things very easily understandable. And I think that's just from your your years of doing this for so long. You make it so easily understood and done. Um, that someone like myself, who doesn't claim to be um, a master of, of the whiskey world of any sorts, you know, I like to come at this from an outside perspective. And you're a very good teacher. And these guys who work for you are, are in good hands, for sure. Learn well, something or two. Thank you very much. You know, we, we have an excellent team here. You know, it, it makes my job a lot easier because if we go into the distillery, the production side of it, and want to make a change, they don't look at you like, I don't know what you're talking about. They know what's going on. The guys out there have got an average of about 15 years' experience in a distillery, warehouse, or some part of it. So, you know, they're not newbies to the industry. And that's that's another part of of starting a new business. You know, if you're starting a small production and you hire guys in with one or two years' experience, you've got a lot of hurdles to cross before you get to the finish line that are unknown that, you know, you don't do because it's reckless you do because you don't know it so you know there's a lot of things to overcome and to do the business we're doing with inexperienced people would really be a nightmare sure i can't imagine <laughs> my gosh there's so many steps and the, the the logistics of this whole thing is, is impressive it's really impressive to see who does what and when and how it all comes through and where it goes and when it gets this place and that place and how it's documented and recorded i mean it's it was quite the process. I'd never seen anything like this before. That's why I said you're a mad scientist in, in the craziest way. It's awesome. Well, and that's true a lot, you know, but without the electronics behind it, even professionals with experience would have a rough time. You know, there's there's weeks that we will go through seven customers, seven recipes in one week, and to change back and forth without the computer bank behind us to kind of egg us along or keep us on the straight and narrow yeah uh, it would be very difficult right even for yourself even for myself (laughs) no that's awesome well thank you i know you've got a uh a long road trip ahead of you you're going out to go go hunting and uh wish you the best best of luck hopefully you bring home some meat in the freezer and uh and enjoy your time out there and thank you again for having us over here it's been a a day that i'll never forget so thank you well thank you a lot for having for coming over and you know i've enjoyed it uh i don't know if you can tell or not i kind of get excited about telling about the process the product the business the whole industry you know we're we as distillers have been a very close-knit group Uh, a lot of times i feel like we work as one we just go in different directions when we go to market but you know it's it's just been a great business model great industry you know that i've enjoyed being part of well if i'm glad you're going hunting because i'm i love hunting myself but otherwise i'd stay here all day with you and and hear all these stories because i'm sure you've got a lot of them but thanks again and uh looking forward to trying some some of your products that hundreds of millions of people have tried so thanks again okay thanks for coming out i appreciate it